we have saved you a seat for a very long time at this point. This is episode 13 of Train Station at 8, and today's episode is going to be... I was so close. (laughs) It's going to be about E3 and the music of it. Joining me today is that laughing fool, my brother, Stephen Kelly. Hello, Stephen. Hello, that's uh, an accurate I think that's the best intro you've gotten in a while. Probably so, and I've gotten a lot of good ones. I am Steven's brother and your host, Brian Kelly, and this is Train Station 8. Yes, it is. We talk about video game music here. Yes, we do. And we have no shame. N- n- well, we have a little bit. We have seven ounces of shame. Particularly when referencing... Which sounds like a really good novel name. But <laughs> that's not, not untrue at all. Uh, most of our shame, though, is exuded uh, during the Disembodied Voices video game podcast, which is something else we record. <laughs> we can just uh, save it up. Which also has been late. Uh, mm. We will freely admit. In fact, we missed a whole week of that. In fact, our entire schedule has been really off this uh, past couple of weeks. Um, Indeed. So we kind of apologize for making you wait so long. We only kind of apologize. <laughs> we fully, wholeheartedly acknowledge our apology. It wasn't our fault. Um, entirely. It sort of was. Um, it was your fault. <laughs> definitely my fault. It's <laughs> kind of Brian's fault. Yeah. Uh, but we will be getting back on track starting now. Um, this also, also marks the first episode where it's just us. Just me and Brian. Is this the first ever? Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I just wasn't counting that one with Cameron. No, well, I mean, Cameron is definitely a person. Oh, okay. See, I wasn't clear on that. Legally speaking, Cameron is a person. He Um, is a United States citizen. Correct. Um, So, at least as far as as I know, I don't know if Alaska (laughs) counts as the United States or not, but... Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Well, he's in Oregon now, so I think... I think that's in the United States. So, uh, what's this video game podcast topic about? Video games. Oh, wait, and music, sorry, I was in disembodied voices mode there. <laughs> video game music, and as I touched upon, it is specifically going to be about E3, which happened um, f- about, well, how long ago at this point? Like, uh, five days ago? Oh, somewhere around there. About a week, you know. Stuff happened, people announced things, Nintendo made weird robot chicken parodies, it was all good. Well, mostly. <laughs> surprisingly, but something surprisingly yeah. good. Something that didn't get talk, talked about much because it is honestly very hard to hear is the music. Um, yes. So we're going to give that a bit of attention, what we think of the music uh, going forward, what we missed hearing in the show and that sort of thing. Uh, I wish you could talk about the video games, the live performance that was given there, but I didn't catch it this time. Nay, unfortunately, neither did I. But this is also a good chance um, to just talk about video game music in the future coming forward, since all the stuff we're about to talk about is unreleased as of now, and highly mysterious. Indeed, very true. So we're just going to do a lot of guessing. Yeah. Alright, so question number one, what have you been listening to? I've been listening to the Sims 3 soundtrack again. But yeah, I find it so infectious to be driving around doing errands on a warm summer day and listening to the Sims. It's just... It's it's so comforting. I just feel like I'm a little sim driving in my car with not a care in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm continuing to appreciate that soundtrack more and more. It's really, really good. And I realize that I have subconsciously memorized almost every note from every instrument. Wow. Because, All right, so give us a bar. Um. Uh. Okay. How about the part? Oh, your subconscious goes, is not pulling through for you. No, right I now. got one. I got. How about the part right. where it brings in strings and starts going do 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 do. That sounded like like a dramatic Dragon Age theme. It is do, and then it goes boop 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 boop
Oh yeah, mind. I know that. Yeah, that's a really good song. It um, is. And they're what all is the decorating really your house song? Oh, that might be it. Oh I'm wow, I didn't remember sure. that quite. quite I don't. Dramatic. I can't quite okay. place them in the game all the time, but I know them so well because they've idled in the background for hours as I focused on the game. The Sims music to me seems like really good versions of like intro to Hallmark movie music. Of like, let's it, fly around this neighborhood. It is purposefully going for that, I and think. it's also peaceful. I know. Yeah. That's why I said it's good. It's like, yeah, that is the vibe they're trying to capture. It's just everyone's living their happy suburban a lives. A lot of it should be played as like an aerial shot of someone on a bicycle. Um, yeah, hands. They're at a, a, yeah. a, a white picket fence neighborhood. So yeah, yeah, it's okay. fun. Uh, what else have you been listening to? George and Jonathan, because we tried to record this before, and you talked about that. <laughs> I was actually going to. Just skip that since we... Yeah, I don't really want to talk about it, honestly. about it. It's a great album. <laughs> but do you remember um, our friend named Carl Brueggemann? No. Oh, well. <laughs> yes. That was awkward. Oh, you mean, you mean Carl Marcato. <laughs> yes, Carl Marcato of the Marcato Bros. Yes, um, I do. He makes albums that are Sonic music. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, I listened I to those. This yes. is going to be a rough episode, folks. I, I, I have listened to those. They're very good. Yes, I'm on volume two. Okay. Um, and still really enjoying it. Still very impressed. Um, how authentic it sounds. Mm-hmm. There was one. Let me uh, let me pull this up in my iTunes library. Sonic S. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed Magnet Mines. Go listen to Magnet Mines. It's a very cool song. And that was from which volume? It's volume two. Okay. Yes. Um, I keep accidentally thinking that the game is real. Um, and I'm like, what's Magnet Mines? I want to play that level. And then realize that there is no Magnet Mines. And that's kind of a bummer. Oh, that is a bummer. They should they should add that in. They should... Oh, man. Someone should create Sonic games to go along with his... There are a lot of Sonic fan projects, so I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't hooked up with one of those game developers yet and scored something. Yeah, he's really good. The thing is, he doesn't just, like, make Sonic-inspired remixes or something. This music is, like, made with a plugin uh, or a VST that allows him to get the Genesis sound. Yeah. So it, it's not just, like... It is original music in the Sonic style rather than new styles of music with the Sonic melodies. It's very different from what people normally do. And also, you may think that it's easier to emulate the Sonic sound because of that, but it now it can sound wrong or right purely by our composition skills. Mm-hmm. And so I think Carl does a pretty darned good job of but he also He also has a voice and a style that isn't just like... I, this stuff isn't just stuff you'd hear in a Sonic game. No, it is like not said, Sonic-esque. No. So he yeah. has his own style and voice to it, which in some ways is better than the original Sonic music. Like, he has some songs that I think go, go above it. Some, of course, that aren't on, on par with Sonic, but he does a fantastic job. Yeah, I agree. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, I wanted to mention, and we did mention this on the part we we didn't end up saving today. Um mm. That artist I found, Erotan. Erotan. Oh, right. I'm not really That's sure. That's when everything uh, went horribly wrong. Yes. So maybe we should skip this. The internet fell apart. <laughs> <clears throat> Basically, um, I be- actually, I think it was Daniel Floyd on Twitter who... Yeah, I saw the same thing. Out. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is an artist who has done some video game covers, but it certainly is not exclusively video game, that has a very Celtic, medieval-y, um, bard-singing sort of sound. 
to her music, and it's very... We had like four hours to look up the word for that, and we still didn't. <laughs> we were busy eating bad Mexican food and feeling guilty because <laughs> yep. because of all the names on the menu. Um, it, it's beautiful um, through and through. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the album Rain Dancer is one I've been listening to. Um, like I said before, it's about as close to poetry as um, I can get, since I don't like reading poetry that much. Um, Poets of the Fall is probably still as close to poetry as uh, I get in music. Very, but... very close. But it's the, it, it's the <laughs> sort of song that, or the sort of music yeah. that you can just get lost in. Um, mm. And I would personally recommend doing so, even though I've only listened to a few songs. Um, but, hey, that does it for me. What have you been listening to? Um, Not very much, actually, lately. I have been busy with, like, a lot of my listening time has been... Either I'm playing a game where I'm listening to the sound in that game, mm-hmm. or I'm listening to, like, E3 podcasts, because there's oh. so many to catch up on. I love E3 podcasts. Yes, particularly, you know, Giant Bomb puts out a ton of content, so I've been catching up with all of that. It's like a bombcast every day, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm just like, whenever I I need to, to fill the void in my head that is lack of music and or mm-hmm. podcasts, I just hit the giant bomb button and they talk for multiple hours. It's pretty amazing. Uh, some, some great stuff on there. Yeah. I particularly liked it when they had, like, Ramil from Lambeer, uh, Zoe Quinn and Jonathan Blow all on one panel and it was, wow. like, indie-ness. Wow. Galore. That's super indie. That's pretty intense. <laughs> indie tense, indie, one might say. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no. uh, I haven't mm-hmm. listened to a couple things, or, or one thing in particular to start recently, which is, uh, Tony McManus. And if you can't tell, he's like Scottish or Irish. Okay. I don't remember which. Uh, if you can't tell from the name. And he's like an acoustic guitarist who, basically his, he was like the self-taught acoustic guitarist, uh, who created or spent a lot of his effort, like, taking Irish folk songs that were meant for, um, like, fiddles and, um, yeah. pipes and that sort of thing, and kind of, like, mapping them to an acoustic guitar. Oh, um, so it's like taking these tradi- traditionally, um, Irish instruments meant for certain, so- Irish songs meant for certain instruments, is what I'm trying to say, and mm-hmm. then gi- giving them the flavor of his personal instrument. Yeah, yeah, kind of just like, uh, yeah, adapting them to an acoustic guitar, That's and he is amazing. Like, he is a fantastic player. That sounds like so I really like. Some, mm-hmm. He said some really, really cool stuff to listen to. So that's, that's most of the new stuff I've been listening to lately. Uh, I need to sort out my music on my iPod and everything. It hasn't been super, um, accessible as of late. Mm. But yeah, so, Going on to question number two, which goes on our main topic today, which E3 soundtrack got you the most excited? Um, you, whenever you ask me a question about a game at E3, I can't decide. Because there are so many good answers. Um, and in case you folks are wondering our general thoughts on E3, you can get into more specifics on the Disembodied Voices video game podcast. Mm-hmm. But to get into some non-specifics, some general generalities, if I can pronounce the word, um, I was thrilled with how E3 came out this year. Even though I didn't watch all the press conferences, Nintendo did such a good job. I was filled with joy um, to the center of my being. And there are lots and lots of games I just can't wait to play. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you feel similarly. I do, yeah. So when you ask what got me the most excited, um, I have a couple of answers, so why don't you go first, and I'll pick the one you don't. Okay, I... <laughs> I had trouble answering this question because most of the things I was excited for, I didn't really hear the music in. I think this is a problem a lot of people have with E3, which is like right. between being done at press conferences and basically just showing off trailers and stuff, you, it's hard to really get a sense well, that, for... That's actually yeah. a very good point. Um, there isn't a lot of music at E3, and some of the music mm-hmm. that they do play, for example, Zelda Wii U, probably not going to make it into the final game. No, that felt like... Really interesting, but very sparse at the same time. So like our job here, as the people who pay attention to music so you don't have to, we're going to dig in a little more and pick out the really interesting bits that you might have completely missed. Um, yeah, and and secondly, for things that got me excited, tendency will say, oh, it's a, this game with this composer. I'm excited to see where that goes. Right. Like, because I know the history and what they're probably going to try to do with it. Right. So all um, that said. So with that in mind, I've got four things here. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles X. The trailer didn't necessarily have anything too special, though. It was very cool. But if they get back the composer, or rather, the composer in the group they brought mm-hmm. in for Xenoblade Chronicles, I'm incredibly excited for that. And the music they did have for the trailer was extremely, um, exciting and soaring mm-hmm. and kind of what you'd want from yeah. a follow-up to Xenoblade Chronicles. I also really enjoyed, uh, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. It had a very, um, Will rock like sound to it. Oh my gosh! I, go exactly the same composer. I was going to call out for that. Really? You noticed that too? I'm I mean, like, Will just, rock needs to cover this. It it really sounded like it, didn't it? It like, started off the instrument like used. It started off super offbeat and cutesy, and then by the end, it was like going into like this synthy guitar solo mm-hmm. thing. And I, it was super fun. It really got me excited. Yeah. I mean, the Kirby theme, so it wasn't doing anything crazy with melody, but mm. it was um, brought in kind of like electric guitar and a lot of synth and just exactly the kind of stuff Will Rock likes to play with. So if they keep up with that style, I think it'll really fit the kind of f- frenetic pace of those stylish Kirby games. Because the first, the first um, Kirby Canvas Curse... Um, was fortunate to have a composer who understood the touch-and-go gameplay of that. Um, mm-hmm. It felt very like... Um, Ooh, touch-and-go, nice pun. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's an old callback. Had a very um, kind of sporadic, frenzied um, pacing to it. And this song didn't really, but it, it was a little more mm-hmm. uh, like loopy and driving, which I think could also work yeah. very well. Exactly. So that one got me excited for what they could be doing for it. Um, also, these are some games that I went after the fact to kind of find out what music has been announced for them um, now. Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, oh, right. I shared with you a little bit of that. Uh, they're getting a new composer for it. They're not getting Einanzer, and the new guy's so much better did, for did, Dragon did Age. Did Einanzer do um, two? Dragon Age 2? Uh, let me look that up. I meant to check it. Someone said they were getting a new composer with this game, so maybe they switched in Dragon Age 2 as well. Because there are maybe um, two songs from the first Dragon Age mm. that I truly yes, love. Yes, Einanzer did both one and two. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think this is a really good shift for everything, because they're, like, getting a new engine for the game. They're getting a new, uh, they're not calling it Dragon Age 3. They're getting a new composer for the game. Like, it's, it's a good time for them to reset. And I sent you a couple of those links. One is the trailer song. And one is the world map song, or what people think will be the world map song. Mm-hmm. 
the trailer song like kind of had the trailer strings in it. Um, you know, it yeah. was epic and building and dramatic and, but I mean, it was a trailer. Uh, the, but the stuff they layered on top of those strings, in my opinion, was just fantastic. It had a, um, it kind of, you know how Dragon Age always has just a bit of that ethereal, um, feeling mm-hmm. running through it? Like you always, what's that world you always travel to? Oh, the fade. The fade. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they're continuing to capture that side of it. Um, it almost sounded a bit ch- mm-hmm. Chinese sometimes. Are you talking um, about the world map song or the, the theme? Honestly, both. Mostly the theme. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely like the direction they're going for. It, it doesn't sound generic like I wor- was worried it would. Yeah, like the strings were, were a little bit trailery, but other than that, like the... Yeah, there's that instrument backing it that I don't quite know what it is mixed with vocals. I mean, the the composer... I wasn't, I saw a couple of snippets from an interview he's had, and he says he wants the music to be very, you know, dark and grim and foreboding, but not all dark and grim and foreboding. Mm. And I think he's trying to give it more life and flavor than Einanzer did. Einanzer hit one note. This is, bomb, bomb, even bomb, when you went to a magical bomb, forest, bomb, bomb, it bomb. was very subdued, much yeah. like the color palette of the game. And this guy, I think, is trying to infuse a little more life and wonder and mystery. And that world map song was just fantastic. It was such a, um, I think that's what I liked about the theme for Dragon Age 1, and it was really the only song that captured it. It was just this sense of, like, ancient, uh, mm-hmm. kind of wonder and mystery to it that he really got across in the world map theme, so. Do you remember, um, what his name is? I'm, I can't remember now. Um, Trevor Morris. Yeah. I, He's done a lot of TV shows before this. Like, he did The Tudors and some other stuff. He's been working in TV a lot before he's been starting into... So it's interesting going with a TV composer instead of a film composer. I'm curious how that will change. Yeah. He's done a couple of games, though. I think he did, like, I, I believe he Speed, has, yes, Carbon, and, um... Hmm. Um, like, Army of Two or something. Interesting. Yeah, he probably worked at the EA before. Uh, but yeah, he... I'm very excited to see where they go with that soundtrack. Much like everything in that game, they're going in a new direction, and I think that's very good for it. Yes, it seems like they really want a fresh start. And it seems like a lot of flavor compared to the old direction. Same with the art, and same with the uh, the story and all that. So I'm, I'm curious to see what they do. Which is just so exciting. I mean, a whole yeah. a giant, grand, epic-scale Dragon Age game mm-hmm. with a new cast and a new vision and a new soundtrack. I mean, it's hard to get much more exciting than that. Yeah, exactly. I am just super, um, super pumped to see where this goes. And if these are, these are indicators of where the game's gonna go, especially the world map song, then I think we're gonna get a lot more, like, there's a atmospheric quality to it that's kind of reminiscent of like Elder Scrolls and so on. Yeah. Instead of just being kind of like Anenzer, which is a little more, a little more stale, a little more just, um, kind of had a, like a, a hammer approach to the music where it's like, yeah, this is kind of had like, and yep. kind of bang, bang, bang. This is mm-hmm. like uneasy town. And mm-hmm. like, that's kind of all he had. <laughs> I think he, he, he really hit it out of the park with, um, the theme song, Liliana song and Liliana song. Yes. And this new guy said he was really looking at using different vocalists for the music. So great. Sounds like that sort of thing might be coming back. I'm sure, in. I'm sure he's listening back to the original soundtrack and thinking, hey, yeah. I should riff off of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's working and building up that legacy, so. That's cool. Um, the other game, 
is very similar to this game, The Witcher 3, I recently went back and listened mm. to a theme song. And it's really, really good, like, um, epic fantasy sort of score. But what just puts it over the top is bagpipes. And oh, lots of them. that's so interesting because I remember, um, seeing, um, the, one of the first trailers for that game. Yeah. And it was showing all these, like, like, horses running across these rolling plains and stuff. Uh-huh. And I always thought it needed something, like, maybe Celtic or something really, oh, very like, Celtic, yes. Really, um, I think I've already used the word soaring for Kirby, but I'm going to use it again. Soaring, or just something, like, grand and exciting and galloping. Um, then this is exactly what the theme song is getting across. Like, there's just this... I mean, that, those are all the adjectives and descriptions I would use for it. It's just over the top, extremely bombastic, but also it will go into quiet periods with, mm-hmm. with, um, bagpipes and vocals. And it kind of seems like a cross between, um, like it's hard to say, kind of like a Lord of the Rings and Skyrim in a way. Like it takes some of the elements of Skyrim, but it doesn't go the Nordic barbarian route. It goes for like these rolling Celtic hills type of route. Okay. So. Um, I'm very excited to see where that goes. Yeah, that's very cool. Witcher 3 is a weird game for me because I think as I mentioned on the, on uh, Disembodied Voices, I never played Witcher 1 and 2, so I, I don't know if I like the series yet, so I don't know whether to be excited for Witcher 3 because I feel like it looks fantastic, but if one didn't like The Witcher or Witcher 2, I don't know how much they'd like Witcher 3, so. Or I, even if, even if you do end up really liking the first two games, it's going to be a very long time before you beat both of them. Yeah. Play the third one, so. So we'll see. Yes. But I'm, I'm excited about it in concept. I love that the, these fantasy RPGs, especially one that's like PC centric and deep as The Witcher, are still on the forefront of games. So. Yeah. I hope that turns out really good. So what about you? What, um, well, uh, definitely, definitely Kirby, um, like we talked about before, but one conceptually that has gotten me very excited is Mario Maker. Oh, right. Um, what was the music for Mario Maker? Well, first, oh, they, oh, first of all, they have confirmed that there's going to be a music composing tool again. I remember that. Yeah, I was really hoping there would be. And so they are definitely going the Mario Paint route very explicitly. And people, you're, I'm, I can only imagine uh-huh. that now you're not going to have to like download like the bootleg version and like share it on YouTube. I'm guessing they're going to have like, a, you know, a, a Miiverse or Wii U. Um, maybe even export to YouTube sort of function. Um, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but not yeah. just, but not just that. Wow. Also, because, um, when you're placing the pieces in the levels you're constructing, it seems to like kind of, um, play little, uh, beats to a certain melody, like the Mario theme or something. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you could really get into a rhythm of goomba 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 ba doop 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 put a block here doop doop ba doop. It looks really fun. That would be interesting. Yeah, kind of getting you into flow creation so you don't get it stuck. That's a really interesting way of doing it. Yeah, and it's okay. Just, it's a very neat idea. I think it could. Yeah, I can't wait until all the YouTube videos exist of this song, Wily Stage Two with Mario Maker. Ah, the Game of Thrones theme with Mario Maker. Oh yeah. Well, at least then it would be a little bit less synthesized than the actual Game of Thrones theme. Um, I don't know. Is that a joke about the Game of Thrones theme? Yeah, it's I, it's not with a real orchestra. Oh, well, what? <laughs> it's very noticeable. Wait, what? Yeah. It wasn't when it first came out. Maybe they changed it in the later seasons. Why the heck would you, like, make a, a TV show without recording live? I don't know. Okay, that's weird. 
Yep. Um, Game of Thrones humor always over my head. All right. <laughs> let's go on to question three. All right. Um, I need to find what that question is, okay, man. I know what Just it is. Jumping on. That was the, all you're excited for was Mario Maker? Well, you've said a lot of games. All right. Yeah. What musical E3 moment surprised you the most? Um, well, Stephen, well, um, Mario Maker <laughs> was one. Oh my thing. gosh. <laughs> Look, did you expect it to be like the, the spiritual succession to Mario Paint? Uh, no. No, of course you didn't. That was crazy. Um, but I have another answer if you're curious. Okay. Um, and that would be Bloodborne. I do not know anything about the music in that game. Well, all I know about it is... I didn't they, watch the conference. Uh, well, I'm going 100% by just what was in the trailer. So this might not be represented... So it's going heavy metal? Um, precisely wrong. Okay. And in fact, it was probably the runaway um, hit, as far as I'm concerned, for music I wasn't expecting to love, but did. Okay, now I'm going to look this up. It's, it wasn't just a trailer? Um, yes. The trailer was uh-huh. also really good. It was also kind of disgusting. Um, I would imagine. And horror-themed, which is really not my bag, as you might uh-huh. say. Um, but that didn't stop me from appreciating it. And the music was so heavily ominous, so Victorian and uh, akin to, like, the Worgen music from World of Warcraft. Oh, interesting. It just kind of gives me chills just listening to it. Yeah, I'd heard they were going for more of a, you know, uh, kind of uh, gothic theme. I hadn't realized I would come through in the music. Yeah, um, you, it, oh, there's something about the mixture of the visuals, and it's really cool because it has atmosphere through a melody. Uh-huh. It has it, you can hum that song, and I did for quite a while. Um, it's just, oh, it's really affecting. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I'll need to check that song out. Uh, so was that, that your thing that was the most surprising? Um, yeah, I didn't see that coming. And like I said, I don't know mm. if it'll appear like that in the game. Um, but if it does, then I imagine that will create an excellent soundscape. All right. Uh, the one for me, and I, I don't know if it's evocative of the final soundtrack, I, as we discussed before, but I did not expect the Zelda trailer had the music it did. Yes. I mean, it felt very placeholder-y to me. Mm-hmm. It felt the same for me. But just not having, like, ah, it's a Zelda orchestra playing, you know, a crazy version of the Zelda thing that's very exciting or something. It was just, like, this lone kind of frenetic piano, and the idea that they decided to go with that instead of no music or instead of, like, old music or something was interesting. I agree. Um, and it's like, maybe it was placed uh, in there as a constraint, mm-hmm. but... To start the whole demo, you know, other than their little intro sequence, um, with just this silent scene, and then the one song they play is just the dun 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 no backing instruments at all, just a piano. Yep. Um makes me think, hey, wouldn't it be neat if the actual game in many of its areas just played like a lone piano? And then, of that course, really Link's instrument is a is a mobile piano, which he whips Oh, out. no, <laughs> no. 
puts it on his horse with all the saddlebags that mean yeah. crazy things for the gameplay. Um, it's amazing how much people are deciphering from that trailer. Yes, and so we might as well do the same for the music. Yes. Okay, question number four. We're just trucking along here. I guess with only two of us, that makes sense. Which E3 soundtrack has you the most concerned? Mm, Zelda. I really don't like this portable piano idea. <laughs> it just okay. seems silly. Well, Steven, that's, that's too bad. Um, you need to answer the question. Okay, well, my actual answer for this question is, um, I believe that would be Project Steam. I did not hear any music from that. I did. And, um, this is from Intelligent Systems. In the, and they're also getting back the composer for Advance Wars, which is oh, amazing right, yeah. music. Which is precisely why I was a little bit worried, because I only heard a bit in the background, but it sounded very metal. Very okay. one note metal. And maybe that was just the song, but J- like Jake's theme from Advance Wars mm-hmm. Dual Strike. Was just yep. dashing off into the hills with that metal thing. Mm-hmm. But it had a really good melody that I remember to this day. And it had a lot of heart in it. But Project Steam, from what I could hear, seemed to be going nowhere fast with the metal it was bringing in. And it just sounded like thrashing and generic. Uh huh. And that's really, really not what I want from such a quirky-looking intelligent systems game. And I'm judging this all from one song. But I... I didn't much like what I heard. It sounded kind of boring. Honestly, that whole game has me kind of concerned at the same time having me excited. Yeah, it just... I guess it sounded well, awesome, but awesome looking at it in motion... I don't know. And I was saying the whole game kind of concerns me in a lot of different ways. Like, the art style, I'm not sold on whether I like it or not. Mm-hmm. The gameplay, I'm not... I could see it getting very boring or being very good. You know, the music, it's like, I don't know if I... I could see my way go, myself going either way on every element of that game. I completely agree. It's like, on paper, it sounds just fantastic. Yeah. But when I'm looking at it, it's like, ugh, it looks kind of muddy and... Yeah. Mm, I don't know. It certainly doesn't yeah. seem to have the high bar of quality I'm used to from Intelligent Systems. So, yeah, I wanted something a little more like Fire Emblem or Advance Wars in terms of art and character design and stuff, and it looks a little more like crazy, like uh, Elite Beat Agents, or what's that superhero game for the PC, that old RTS? Oh, um, Freedom Force, or whatever. No, yeah, yeah, Freedom Force, I think you're right. Uh, that kind of just uh, isn't as interesting to me. I'm so. totally up for a change, it just kind of seemed like the characters that they had in there, the voice acting they had in there, the music they had in there, the visuals, etc., just didn't seem as good as Fire yeah. Emblem, or... I mean, after, oh man, after Fire Emblem... Yeah, it's a high bar. I forgot they did make that since Paper Mario. Yeah. And that had amazing music as well. Man. So, so I don't know what to think of that yet. They still know. got time to work on it, and I'll definitely play it's it. It's like, I have to admit, for two new IPs, like, in terms of, like, likeability and Nintendo Charm, Project Steam and Splatoon aren't no, up there. They're not very high up there, are they? Um, those Splatoon, no, I really I, don't like the... Yeah. I do kind of want to... Uh, Mentioned that that was another surprise for the music. Oh yeah, like has this kind of frantic music with then like these blubbing squids on top of it. It's great. It, well, I think you said before it sounded like um, squid punk rock or something. Yeah, I, it was really good. I really liked that. It reminded mm-hmm. me sort of the thing that Jet Set was doing back in the day. Yeah. Well, 
for me, the most troubling soundtrack, and I never heard any of Project uh, Steam, so that's that's another topic, but it's not because I don't like something I've heard. It's because I just worried it might not live up to its predecessor, and that is Smash Bros. Ah, yes. Um, I mean, it's a, a very high bar of quality if you're going to try to beat Brawl, because that was a yep. game where... Um, the, the Super Smash Bros. website was counting down the composers and the songs. They're making a yep. big deal about that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, they, they haven't said anything about the soundtrack for, uh, for the new Smash Bros. But, that said, I really, really love what I've heard of the, um, the theme. Yes. Yes, I, I completely agree. I did not like, like Super Smash Bros. Brawl's theme song very much at all. And this one seems to be returning to that exciting, this is a grand tournament, all the fighters are here, sort of. Uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, to me it has a very, like, the melody has a very cross between, like, melee and a lot of even soul caliber in it. Oh, yeah. Um, it reminds me of, like, Confrontation. Wait a second, do you think any Namco composers are getting their hands on this? Oh, wait a second, that's a good point. We should probably do our research. That is a good point, is that um, Namco is working with this game, so maybe there's a reason I saw that. Remember what happened the last time Namco wrote a Nintendo soundtrack? No. Oh, yeah, Star Fox. Yeah, Star Fox Assault happened, which is great. (laughs) Yeah, that's really interesting. I wonder if... uh... Now I'm really curious if any composers have been announced. Well, anyway. Well, I think, um, I think the real test for that Super Smash Bros. soundtrack and what we think is going to be the theme, um, and that's the, some of the songs that played, like, during one of the trailers, I believe. Um, I, I kind of listened to it and I'm like, yep, yep, I can imagine a version of this playing as I'm selecting my character really well. And that's a good. Oh, uh, was it that theme that I showed you today? I didn't hear any new music when I was listening through. The first time, like, I was hearing stuff from Melee and stuff. There was, was, something, there, much... there was something very bombastic that they played during the 3DS trailer. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the theme that we were hearing before. I, th- um, I think it was. Um, so that's right. But I haven't, I haven't heard any of the game music isolated yet, like the, the stage music. So yeah. I'm kind of keeping myself in exactly. the dark, which is probably the reason I'm worried. Maybe if I just listened to a few tracks, I'd be like, oh, okay, all right, this is great, but who knows. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm really curious now if... uh if Wii U has, um, if Wii U has, or sorry, Wii U has any, uh, Namco influence in the soundtrack, that would be yeah. really interesting to know. Uh, sure so, so anyway, going on to the next, uh, question here. Question number five, what composer slash series were you most disappointed to find missing during E3? Uh, go ahead, Stephen. Well, um, it was technically there in some form, but there was no music from Star Fox. Uh-huh. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful that they announced the Star Fox game. Um, I've been predicting it for about five years in a row, and I didn't predict it this year, and it finally happened, so I think I was the one holding it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a whole episode uh, last week, or two weeks ago, or however long that was, about um, what we want from a Star Fox soundtrack, so I won't get into the details, but um, I just would have loved to hear what they're working on. And we didn't get to, so that was one of my disappointments. 
Yeah, yeah, it was more like a tech demo presence instead mm-hmm. of really being there. Um, for me, it was, I mean, I didn't expect it to be here, but it's just something that I'm missing in the video game world right now, which is uh, Ace Combat. Oh, yeah. Just in general, completely missing even that new free-to-play thing they're doing. And the Ace Combat slash Soul Calibur composer, Junichi Nakatsuru, is just nowhere to be found, to my knowledge. Yeah. He's like one of my favorite composers. Hopefully he did the Smash Bros. theme. I mean, like, and I just if, don't know it. If, like, Soul Calibur and Ace Combat are sort of dying and being pushed into the back room, if they were like, hey, why don't you work in Super Smash Bros. in the meantime, that would make me so happy. Wait, Sagan? You know, like, if, if, if Soul Calibur and, uh, Ace Combat are no longer available for him to work on, if they gave mm-hmm. him some side jobs for, for Super oh, Smash Bros. Oh, yes. That'd be yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so. Um, That's, well, yep. and here's a, a big disappointment, a big hole in my heart. Uh, yeah. the presence of S- Sega and specifically Sonic the Hedgehog music is oh, just, gosh. just dreadful. That's lacking. a good point. I didn't think of that. Like, yep. where are the days when they'd come out with, you know, like they have Sonic Colors to show and way back in the day you look at Fantasy Star Online and Jet Set Radio and they were just this, tour de force of crazy music. The best of music in video games. And now mm-hmm. I can't even think of a game Sega brought that I care about. Right. I mean, they had Sonic Boom, which is awful. I mean, did they have anything else? And Sonic Boom's music, from what we've heard, is just the most generic of techno music. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, boom, like, boom, I don't expect boom, anything from it, because the whole game looks incredibly... They're just yeah. bringing outside Team Ford and everything, so... It's... it's there's no reason it'll be special. Sad state of affairs. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sega... I know they've been kind of, like, on the downside for many years now. Uh-huh. But it just seems way more pronounced now that they don't even have any cool Sonic stuff to talk about. Oh, wait, yes, they do. They're creating Sonic Jump 2 or something. Um, I think I'm the only person excited about that. Um, oh, they're, <laughs> they're making Sonic Jump 2. That's like Sonic Jump game. Fever or something. And okay. Sonic Jump actually has some pretty decent music, so I guess that's where I'll have to go for my Sonic music. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, let's see here. Uh, question number six. Very important question. Probably the most important question. Of all time. I just want to build this up. Okay. <laughs> you, um, you don't know what the question is, do you? I don't, I didn't know what it meant originally. Oh. I'll admit, because you wrote it. I wrote these questions. If you could score any game that appeared at E3, which would it be? That would be Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, and I'd give it a 7.5. Ah, that's funny. Like you're a critical reviewer of video game soundtracks. Okay, let me explain. What I mean is if you could pick the direction for any soundtrack to take, you don't have to score it yourself. You don't have to give it numbers. You don't have to play any instruments mm-hmm. or plan out any instruments. All right. Just give me the vibe. Okay. So, Steven, what I chose for this is I would take Xeno Chronicles or Xenoblade Chronicles X, and I would choose the old composer and group they had. You, you would just put the old soundtrack into the new game. Yes. <laughs> no, I just, I would have them do more of that. I didn't have a great answer for this at the time, but that's just what popped out to me. Okay. What, um, what would you do? Well, you might think that's a boring answer you just gave. Um, yeah. And it is. My answer's better. Um, yep. I would take the elephant in the room, um, the Legend of Zelda Wii U edition. Okay, I thought of doing that, but it's like, yeah, fully orchestrated, it, whatever. Um, <laughs> not really, I'm sure you're very into that. <laughs> no, you're being a terrible host right now. 
<laughs> I thought of your answer. It stinks. Move on. It's not that. You stink. Um, <laughs> my answer is piano, piano, piano. No. Oh, right. Um, JK. Actually, um, I thought that what would be real cool is how what they've shown so far seems to be this mixture of, um, stitched together low tech, like horses and, you know, sort of that, um, village garb Link was wearing and that really shaky wooden tower in the distance and windmills mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. That mm-hmm. gives me this feeling with the blowing wind and whatnot, gives me the feeling of wood instruments, very woodwind sounding, very, mm-hmm. um, uh, simple and, um, peaceful. Mm-hmm. But also like there was basically a robot chasing Link, shooting lasers that exploded. So what if you had a a rustic windwood ensemble combined with electronic elements? And so you had someone like using this uh, like some sort of woodwind flute, but there was this like electronic distortion to it, and they could like use instruments that had never been available for the uh very kind of traditional Zelda uh, music history, and give it some really alien sounds to it, making it kind of ethereal or something, and some really good, some really good melodies and some really, uh, crazy electronic, uh, soundboards. I thought that'd be cool. Yeah, that is actually a great idea. That's better than Fuller Orchestrated or <laughs> And I would say don't give it to Koji Kondo. I love Koji Kondo. <gasps> Maybe he could contribute. Don't give your face to Koji Kondo. I, Jeez. I will not. And I stand by this. They're reinventing so much with Anuma's full lead on this. It seems like they should make Anuma compose it. <laughs> if he thinks he can make Zelda so good, he should compose it. Yeah, but geez. I mean, it seems like Miyamoto is not. Miyamoto will compose it. He'll use Wii music. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> or that, or Mario Maker. <laughs> He'll just use the Zelda theme in Wii music, and he'll be like, "I had a role in composing this." Um, but it's, um, I, as far as I can tell, Miyamoto doesn't really have a role in this game. Um, it seems like they're kind of, you know distancing him from the project in a way. They're like, go make... Well, a- that's what you think. Then he's going to come in at the last second and up into the tea table. Well, honestly, I don't know if this is a tea table that needs to be upended. I feel like well, Anuma has a plan. Does. He says, motion controls! Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, snap! Uh, oh, anyway. What if Link had a piano? Um, uh-oh. I just heard that Miyamoto took up piano playing, so we're all in trouble. Um, but anyway, that's what I'd like to see. That's my humble opinion. Okay. Um, I think that's a very good opinion. You put more thought into your opinion than I put into your opinion, um, which is probably a good That's sign. definitely a good thing. Uh, question number seven. How do you feel about the future of video game music? How doomed is it? Uh, relatively undoomed, actually. Hmm. I don't know. That's not, it's not gonna increase our viewership. Can you give me a more sensationalistic headline? Okay. Um, everyone who listens to video game music will eventually die. Can't argue that, can you? What if a robot? This is stupid. That's a really good point. Yeah, um, okay. I wonder if there, there are going go. to be robot characters in Zelda Wii U. You never know. Mm, exactly. Um, actually, here's a little more nuanced answer. I think in the AAA space, it's stagnant and boring. You're... Face is stagnant and boring. Wow, you're really hostile today. <laughs> I'm just saying we went over Xenoblade and Dragon Age 3 and Witcher. I mean, there's some cool stuff coming out of that space. You're right. I guess I should say um <laughs> the – I guess to rephrase my thoughts, 
the stagnant and boring games have stagnant and boring soundtracks. Like, okay. the sort of, like, Creed maybe? Assassin's Creed and shooters. I'm not saying they're bad music. I'm just saying they're really, really well polished and I feel like I've heard them many times. Yeah. But, um, when you look in the spaces that I really care about, um, such as Nintendo and Blizzard, the music is getting really good. Oh, Blizzard. They weren't at E3, so technically we shouldn't talk about them, but Blizzard! <laughs> Blizzard. <laughs> really good music. Russell Trower, come cool on our podcast! I wonder if, uh, they'll compose some new music for the new Hearthstone expansion when you're doing that content. That oh, would be awesome. I hope so. That'd be really Hearthstone cool, because it has a very different feel than everything they've done so far. Like, I feel it would, if you're going into these dungeons fighting necromancers and stuff, I think it would benefit from having some different music in there. Mm. I wonder if they... I don't want them to make it ominous, though, because that's not what Hearthstone is about. Well, when you're going into, like, your single-player... Oh, uh, like, yes, you're right. If it's, like... adventure mode, mm, it could be a little more ominous. You're right. Like, use the same instruments and same techniques, but yeah. some minor chords. Ooh. I don't think yeah, the original yeah. Hearthstone had any minor chords. <laughs> it didn't sound like it. Um... So yeah, I thought, I, I think that'd be cool. Uh, obviously, Warlords of Draenor is looking absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure the new StarCraft will have great music as well. And kind of to narrow down uh, the question, um, starting with Nintendo, because honestly, as far as I'm concerned, they had the biggest presence at this E3. Um, despite having the smallest presence at this E3, in a weird way. Physically, they were the smallest, I suppose you could say. Um, yep. but in your heart, you know it was the largest. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo's nailing it, knocking it out of the park. They get it. I think the phase of boring Nintendo music and boring Nintendo games is just about done. Um, yeah. Mario Kart 8 was the nail in that coffin. Yeah, exactly. And I feel I can only imagine that they'll continue that with their big, you know, um, all-hands-on-deck sort of games like Zelda Wii U. But even, yeah. like, games like like um, uh, Splatoon, like that game didn't need interesting music, but it had interesting uh-huh. music. Yeah. Um, like, and Kirby is super cool. I will admit that Yoshi doesn't seem to be uh, wowing me yet. Yoshi's Yoshi. Yoshi's <laughs> Yoshi. But Yoshi... You know the amazing song Yoshi's ever really put out is... That's... Oh, wait. That's I take not that back. true in the, the least The original bit. Yoshi had really good music. Yes. I forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah. Mario uh, World 2, as some might Yoshi has been de- trying to recapture that game... And since. Yes. Never can. This might be like the one last chance. <laughs> yeah, but even that. then, like, I think it's going to be a very different type of music. But I, I feel like, like Nintendo is definitely realizing that, um, live instruments can be used for cartoon games. That's what they learned from Mario Galaxy. Live instruments are fun, Nintendo. Yes, they really are. And, um, that's just mm-hmm. such a good upward trend. And I'll, I just feel like the, in general, music, because the games are coming from such a huge, uh, pool of different people and like such yeah. weird different games are coming out, the composers are starting to get a little more credit. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like with the game music bundle and, um, humble bundle oftentimes giving you the soundtracks for games, mm-hmm. um, and Steam is starting to say, hey, you can buy the soundtrack with the game. Um, it still yeah. has a long way to go to where it's we're- It's getting closer to the movie thing where it's like, it's, you, it's understood that yeah. you're going to be able to get a soundtrack for this. And it's still to the point where a game can have a fantastic, beautiful soundtrack and reviewers, cri- you know, critics and, uh, mm-hmm. players alike will just flat out ignore it. That still <laughs> happens all the time. Mario Kart 8. 
but it's getting harder to. Like, for mm-hmm. example, with Mario Kart 8, yes, people ultimately seem to ignore the music, but it got its whole section in the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. And that's such, such a good thing. I don't know if uh, you folks at home know, but we like video game music a lot. A little. Um, and it's, okay. it's just warms my heart to see people paying attention to it at all. Um, yeah, I agree. Video game music is rad, and that people are putting more effort into it is also rad. And I'm sure that Mario um, Maker will inspire a whole new revolution of video game music creation. <laughs> and I'm not joking at all. I really think that that's going to become extremely popular. You're going to see it popping up constantly. Well, Mario Paint is an indicator. Yeah, and yeah it is an indicator. It super is. Um, so let's go make some levels. It's like a new Mario Paint, except instead of having an awesome music creation tool and being able to paint pictures, you can have an awesome music creation tool and be able to make Mario levels. Yes, because the, ori- the original Mario Paint, the best part was the music maker. Yep. And I doubt that's going to be the case at the time. And if it is the case this time, then we are in good hands. They, they messed up their Mario <laughs> level <over> here. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, I'm going to move along here to our final question of the day. What have you been working on? Oh, I don't even know. Steven? I don't even know. Um, I feel <sighs> like I've been working on everything and producing nothing. Yeah, kind of same here. Uh, we've been treading water, honestly, with our guests. We have no one lined up right now. Um, I have no problem with being transparent about that. E3 hit at the worst possible time. Everyone's busy, including us. Um, but we're trying to get the train station back on the tracks. That's a mixed metaphor. Um, mm-hmm. um, disembodied voices also fell off the tracks, but we're working on that. And if I may say so, this ep- this week's episode was really good. Um, and we also have more whales or whales projects in the wings. If whales had wings, which they don't, um, that I'm very excited about, but we just haven't pulled the trigger on them yet because we and people involved are busy. Um, so that's I feel like that's mostly what we've been working on. Um, nothing yeah. surprising, but... I'm going to be, uh, creating a new page on Whales or Whales for, like, smaller projects. Um, just have a home. They don't need, like, their mm-hmm. own show page and everything. Just, like, a list of stuff. I'm going to just kick it off with my log I've been having while working through all the Zelda games. I recently finished Minish Cap, and I'll be, uh... It's just a Google Doc that I journal as I play through Zelda games and make notes I have either about what I've been doing, kind of as a log and journal, or, like, thoughts about the game and music design as I go through it. So I put all that up there. That's really cool. Um, yeah. So, finish Minish Cap. Next up is um, Four Swords, which I found out I can play in single player. So I've never played through that game before, so I'm curious to see what I think of it. That Yeah, that's very interesting. I've never played through it before either, so I guess I'll mm-hmm. learn about it through your magical log. Vicariously, yeah. Um, and yeah, so if you want to check out all of our, our shows and such, um, check out whalesorwhales.com. You can see it on Twitter at whalesorwhales. Um, if you want to do social media stuffs with us at Train Station 8, our, um, we are, our website is at whalesorwhales.com slash train station at 8. Uh, on Twitter, we are train station at 8. If you want to email us, we are trainstation at 8 at gmail.com. On Twitter, I am Lord Meldor, and Stephen is Stephen Kelly 180 um, We're having some trouble with our iTunes feed. I don't know if you noticed we've we transferred over, but it's having some like glitches when you listen to it on iTunes. You can 
stream it okay, but if you try to like jump ahead in the stream, it'll kick you out. Yeah, it's weird. If you download the file, it'll work. Um, as far as we can tell, this is on iTunes and, and they're not getting back uh, to us. Yes, it's just, if you're streaming on iTunes, it won't work. It might be the feed we have going at iTunes, so we're looking into that, but everything is listenable. Just know if you're running into that error, the fix for it is either to listen straight through and don't jump around, or to just download the episode instead of stream it. Um, or so. complain loudly to us. And let um, us know if you're having that problem, because maybe for some reason it's just on our end. Sorry. Yeah, I, we don't really know. Um, uh, but speaking yeah. of complaining to us, also not complain to us and just say anything to us. We're really curious mm-hmm. to know uh, who's listening to the show. Um, the yeah. feedback we've gotten has been excellent. Um, but uh, it's always hard to know who's listening and, you know, what it is you're enjoying or not enjoying about the show. So I don't care yeah. if it's a, what's a tweet, just one tweet saying, hey, we're I'm listening and this is what I think or I like it or whatever. It's just we love to hear that. Like it actually makes me like super excited if I see a comment. So I would really like to know what you, listener, are thinking about this show. Uh, so you can either com- you can send us an email if you want, send us a tweet, that's always great, or comment on our uh, show notes, which you can find at our website on the, uh, there will be a little link there linking to you to our archives. Um, okay. Yeah. And that will be it for this week. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for coming, Stephen. Uh, thank you for hanging out with me, Brian. We never hang out. No, we need to do this more often. Yeah. Thank me, me, for being here. Um, and now I need to go train you in some Hearthstone, Stephen. Oh, geez, you're right. It's Hearthstone training day. Yep. Welcome back. We saved you um, a seat. Actually, that is the wrong thing to say. Oops. Instead, goodbye, everyone. See you next week, and say goodbye to the monkey porter. Ook, ook. Gathering my chi. Isn't there a monkey named Chi Chi? In all likelihood.